0: is this mic turned on wax poetic just say no
1: to family values it's humiliating enough being a poet this
0: pen is loaded and i'm not afraid to use it wax poetic i'll get drunk with you anytime because
2: our philosophies are indestructible dawson of dawson's creek does not look cute to me however
1: dawson's dad is hot if you know why the pigs on barbecue joint signs are always smiling you know what it truly means to be in love
0: this is wax poetic on co-op radio cfro 100.5 fm so
3: what if i write a poem like a song
0: Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Wax Poetic here on Co-op Radio. I am one of your hosts, R.C. Weslowski.
3: And I'm your other host, Pamela Bentley.
0: And our guests today,
3: Pam, are... Christopher Levinson, poet, Sigrid Albert,
0: artist, and Peter Braun, printer. Welcome all of you. Hello. 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 Nice to have you here. Um, uh, Christopher, we usually get our uh, poets guest to start the show off with a poem. So uh, you are that person. So let's have you okay. kick us off.
2: Well, I'll read one called In the Public Library. At 10 a.m. sharp, they rush in. Shelter, salvation. The man on the street can find here a place to retire from the world. A safe house, a warm hideout without the prayers. Browsing these catacombs, eyeing the stacked tabloids as possible blankets, they learn to share their silence with other denizens. Serious scholars addicted to medieval arcana. Hermits surviving on a few footnotes per day. Of a Karl Marx wannabe picking at his beard, his nose, his filing cards. And, of course, school kids researching, say, Homer's oral tradition on the internet yet despite the stark cubicles of light this is no skeleton at closing time they emerge note perfect stifling yawns as from a living body
0: i love hanging out at the library just as it's closing like that because yeah all these people who didn't know were there start (laughs) emerging are you someone who hangs out at the library very much um, or a library, I guess, whichever one. Well,
2: not a great deal. I, uh, I am a member of, uh, of a, a book club that uh, I, I started, in fact, a, a few years ago called South Asian Literature in English. So we go there once a month for that, and, and other times, you know, just to pick up books and so on. I don't spend too much time there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which, which library do you go to?
2: Well, the, the, the closest one is uh, the Kitsilano branch, but uh, I... Also go to the main branch quite often.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. So, uh, oh Pam, you're going to
2: say. Yeah, I was going to say. So
3: you're reading from the mockup. Is that what you would call it, Peter? The
1: dummy.
3: The dummy. He's, you're reading from the dummy of this book called Getting to Know You. Yes. And so, um, beside where
2: you've read the poem, oh, I see. The poem is for John Donlin.
3: Yes. Why is it for John Donlin?
2: Well, because uh, he was until very recently a librarian.
3: Ah. Oh, not really? I didn't know yes. that. Okay. Um, so what
2: I was going to say is,
3: beside on the other side, on the right-hand side of be, beside the poem, there is a beautiful etching of the inside of looks like the main library, and this yes. is done by you, right, Sigrid? Yes,
4: yeah, so that is the foyer of the main library. Um, it's not quite the inside. It's when you're when you're sitting in the covered area um, of this Colosseum like structure and looking at the the skeleton-like uh, shape of it, <laughs> which also is mentioned in the poem, just by chance. <laughs> it's it's beautiful. Now, did you go to the library
3: after the poem was written and, and do the etchings to accompany them, or did you already have some of these locations?
4: No, I didn't. Um, I actually went to all of these locations in person, um, Chris and I discussed which ones to illustrate, which poems. Of Mm -hmm. the 18 poems in the book, we are showing nine illustrated ones. And I went to all of these locations and did sketches on site and then came into Peter's um, uh, studio at New Leaf Editions and worked on them directly on the copper plate to work out the detail. But they were all done from quick sketches that were done on location.
0: So, from all the all the drawings, or you're Peter, you're making uh, prints for them, or or how is or what, you, what exactly are you making?
1: Well, the way it works, I'm a collaborative printmaker, okay. Which means I'm a, I work as a master printer, so I'm supposed to know everything about how to make p- prints and <laughs> etchings, particularly. That's
0: what I thought when I looked at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: the pointy head. Yeah. Uh, Sigrid uh, has never made an etching before, so what we did was, I prepare the plates for her to draw on, and oh. she takes a needle. sharp pointy tool and just draws first line drawings we etch that we show her what the proof looks like then if she wants tones there's ways of putting tones in and we show her how to work those and then she starts drawing back into the tones to change them okay so it's it's called aquatint and there's a whole pile of technology that's Mm -hmm. but it's all two three hundred years old so are secret are these
0: um, so first line drawings? Does that mean like you just went and followed and followed and followed and was whatever you came up with, and then you begin to fill it in and out?
4: Um, yes, basically, I, I I drew the lines on the copper plate first with a sharp tool, and then uh, there is a way of adding texture and color with um, additional etchings that Peter would would add to the plate with what's called, as he said, aquatint and each etching probably takes uh, a couple of days um, mm-hmm. and i'm 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 a bit slow because i was completely new at this too but it does take a long time because you have to go in there and burnish it with a tool and really work on it for sometimes hours to get all the depth of uh, highlights and shadows and um so peter taught me you know what all about this i had no idea i, yeah. I my first one and and he always encouraged me he said you know you can't ruin an etching. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> whose whose idea was this? Whose vision is this? is this yours, Christopher? Stick well, say, no, uh, really,
2: it with. was uh, that of Una, my wife. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. uh, she had passed by New Leaf Editions several times, yeah. and and then uh, down on Granville Island, and uh, we've known Sigrid for a long time ever since we've been in uh, Vancouver okay. and we we knew her her artwork and uh, Ona had the brilliant idea of of uh, taking along to to Peter a selection of m- the poems that I've been writing over the past few years about Vancouver and uh, feeling my way into being a a, a citizen so to speak uh, and uh, Sigrid's um, drawings. We thought at first, you know. Uh, later, they became uh, etchings, and making a book out of that. And she she took along uh, um, some samples of my poems and of, of Sigrid's drawings to Peter. And uh, oh, I was going to say the rest is history, but I mean, it, it took uh, a few days. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that uh, that's uh, that's how it all started. The rest is the present. Yeah. Yes.
3: And. Um, I posted one of the, if people saw the little promo clip for the, for the show, I posted one of the etchings on Facebook on the Wax Poetic Radio page, and they're beautiful. I mean, we can't really show you that on radio, but it's really a gorgeous project. How close are you to being done, Peter?
1: Well, we just uh, ordered all the papers coming in from New York. It's, uh, we've got all the plates ready. We're using polymer plates for the type so that you can pick any type face you want and then compose it anyway. And so we've got all that ready and all the etchings are done. We've electroplated them too so they have a coating of steel on them so they print better. Um, everything's ready to go until we get the paper and then we just start printing.
0: So it's, it's, is this coming out as a book with uh, etchings or the print yeah. sort of print etchings as well? Is that how it
1: It'll it's? come out just like the dummy with uh, etchings on one side okay, and the poems on the uh, face page. And then there'll be some that are just poems with each page. But usually people don't do etchings in a book. Mm-hmm. They do letterpress with uh, relief plates, wood blocks with lino cuts and things. But because I have an etching studio, I don't, I'm tired of seeing everybody do letterpress. Sure. So we're printing all the type is going to be letterpress. It's all hand printed. It's going to be hand bound. And that makes it a more exotic book, so there's only 30 copies. Oh, okay. So once those 30 are gone, that's it. They're gone. And people are already coming in, well, what if I want a book, and they're all gone? (laughs) Well, Well, you should have bought one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Are they all sold already?
1: Today I I just checked, and we have 16 sold. And we've also offered a broadsheet, which is just one sheet of paper with the image and the appropriate poem. And then we're also selling just the a poem on a nice piece of paper. Okay.
0: Um, So there's an Indiegogo campaign for this project, but I figure let's talk about that in a bit. How about we get another poem from uh, from the project?
3: Do you want to read the one that goes with the one that I posted? It's the one with the ship in the... Do you know where that oh, is because uh, that was the one I, I the thought ferry? looked the best on the computer, yeah okay it's that's... with the, the the parting of mists or something with the clouds coming down it's the oh not this one though. yeah okay, right um, I'm putting you on the spot, China, but see this is great because oh there it is oh, here we, here you're flipping are. through and I'm getting to see all yes. the beautiful etchings right.
2: wow. <laughs> yes, well, uh, this is called as mists unwind, and uh, you know I, I have I am i Myself, uh, sort of very ecologically aware of all the dangers uh, of these tankers, but nevertheless, you know, living here, we used to, used to live in Kitts Point, and I'd go out each day and, and see these up to about 13 ships there, some of them tankers, and they looked great, even yeah. uh, despite <laughs> the possible destruction they might cause. Anyway, as mists unwind. As mists unwind from the valleys... Drifting over us, filtering through first hasty draughts of morning. In maroon and black, the tankers riding at anchor out beyond English Bay impose their local colour while I wait for the glass-steel mountains of downtown to solidify.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah, I used to live on uh, down at Kitts Beach there and yes. it sort became sort of a ritual to go out and count the tankers <laughs> in the morning <laughs> yeah, and says how many yes. are there
2: today? Or yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, at that, night, yeah.
3: That and that um Russell um Thornton poem comes from remember him being at a party oh, and somebody right, saying, yeah. The tankers are always there and he took that idea. There yes. are they always there? They're not really always. <laughs> there. It's not the same one, but it's yeah, yeah and then yes. that that was the making of his poem. Um, Sigrid, I wanted to ask you about this image because it's, it's a, it's a vertical and it's got like beautiful patterns it what was, what was the weather like? What were you capturing there the day that you, that you drew that?
4: Well, it was a typical Vancouver day that day. It was cloudy, overcast. And, um, I was out there just looking at the clouds and trying to just see some patterns in them. There wasn't that much to see really. Um, I, I did make up Quite a few things in these drawings, even though they're based on on reality. Mm. But um, I also wanted it to be evident that they're drawings and that they're not you know they're not supposed to be photographic. So um, these cloud formations are derived from these patterns that I saw that maybe nobody else mm. uh, would have. Or everybody would see it differently. Mm-hmm. It's and gorgeous. Way, it's gorgeous. Thanks. And I, I always think there's nine tankers out there. By the way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs>
3: you just stopped t- counting at nine <laughs> yeah. so that you can be right about that. Um, well, tell us a little bit about, so how did it then turn into an Indiegogo campaign? And why did you choose that? Who was the one behind that? Well, and is, the, is, it,
0: is it for the funding of the whole project, or what is it? What's the campaign for?
1: Well, that's my fault. They, <laughs> <clears throat> because I have a, a collaborative studio in most of the work I do is fundraising prints, okay. so for other organizations, and because I can't get any government funding for anything because I'm a business, so hmm. there's no funding for from the arts for people like me. So, in these, I've been looking at the crowdsource funding for a while, and I thought there's got to be a way I can get in there because yeah. I'm the exactly the right type of thing to fit. It's for harebrained stuff that nobody really wants to give you money for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So we come along, and uh, Una says, you know, we can do this. And I said, well, books cost a lot to print. And then we said, why don't we try and do an Indiegogo campaign? So we had to do the little video. There's a little video with it. Yeah. And uh, my employee did that with her iPhone. Oh, yeah. So we edited it on the computer. Everything was done in-house. So the whole project's in-house, everything. So... um, Originally, I thought three thousand would be reasonable for a book, and then Jasmine just put in five thousand as the goal, and here we are seventy dollars short. Seventy dollars shy, nice. Five oh. days to go. And
0: what's it called? Wow. Like, what's the It's indi- so Indiegogo. And getting to what, know you. Getting to
1: know you. And it's working. It's it's amazing. This crowdsource funding is an amazing idea, and it works. It's really cool.
0: And what are some of the offerings or perks that you can get if you go to yours?
1: One of the perks. The first one for twenty five dollars is the poem on some nice handmade paper the second one is a broadsheet with a poem and netching and then the other one is 150 for uh, a weekend in my studio with me and you walk in you don't know anything about printmaking and you walk out with a print yeah oh so and i don't want to have more than two or three people at a time so we've already got three of those sold oh fantastic and one person coming is a landscape architect that does beautiful drawings but doesn't know how to make etchings. Yeah, yeah. So then the final one is $200 for the book. And without the Indiegogo campaign, they're going to be $300. The books are? Yeah, so you get a okay. book for 200 bucks. Yeah, I
0: was wondering whether or not yeah the books were part of the, of the campaign because that might be another yeah. way to sell them as well.
1: Well, that was the other issue is I've done a book already and we have 3,000 copies and we're giving them away. Oh, okay. It's the Granville Island book and then nobody wants to buy it. Yeah. So now everybody walks in my door, I give them one. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> and how much you know the for the people walking in for the $150 perk? How much would it normally cost somebody to do something like that in your studio with on
1: Um well, depending on my studio rates $80 an hour, so $150 wouldn't get you very far. Maybe to lunch. Yeah. <laughs> but do you offer courses on on No, I'm a terrible teacher. Ah, okay. No, he's not. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're not, because otherwise no one will want to do that.
3: (laughs) Well, plus you taught Sigrid. There's evidence here that you're not. What medium or media do you normally
4: work in, Sigrid, before you learn to do the etching? Um, I draw with uh, ink pen most of the time. I'm um, what's... There's a term for it, urban sketcher. There's a big global organization. I just didn't I didn't know. It's just a loose uh, affiliation of people who love sketching their cities and their surroundings. And I discovered that a few years ago when I was already doing it. So I sit on the street in my neighborhood, and I'll draw my alleys and dumpsters and um, really uh, humble sites around the city. I don't like to draw tourist views. Yeah. So I've been drawing for quite a few years. So drawing is my main art practice.
0: What do you like about the urban landscape that way?
4: Well, you, you get to experience it more intensely when you're sitting out there drawing and really looking. And I'm a busy person like most people, so I don't really look at things. Mm. And it slows down your life when you're sitting there. It's meditative, and you experience things in a more intense way when you're looking at something for an hour and really discovering it. And you discover your city that way. So now I have a, actually have a meetup group, and I take 500 people around the city, not all at once, <laughs> to, to sketch the city.
0: Oh, okay. yeah, I was wondering whether it was just the neighborhood that you live in or if you're just exploring oh, when I,
4: when I travel or all over Vancouver and the lower mainland, um, yeah, many different locations, mm-hmm. but it could just be, I could just draw my own block forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's so much to explore. It's, you know, it's, it's very meditative.
0: What's something that you discovered in a neighborhood that you didn't expect uh, would be in that particular neighborhood. Like if you were in Kitsilano, and then you found, oh, I didn't know that Kits would have this. Or I'm an East Van, and I didn't know there'd be, an, um, you know, a fine art shop or something. I don't know, or you know, mm-hmm. in the alley. What? Kind of-
4: yeah. Um, well, even just uh, sitting near Main Street and Sixteenth Avenue, there was a secondhand clothing store. And I had never really looked at it. It looked like a nondescript building. But once I started drawing it, and I saw all these, you know, petticoats in different colors were hung out front, and they looked quite fun. And, and then I met the owner. I showed her the drawing afterwards, and she told me she was from Turkey, and she told me how she uh, started her shop. And then I emailed her a scan of the drawing because she asked me to. And so you meet people that way, and you discover things you wouldn't normally mm-hmm. really look at. Yeah, so just simple things like a, like a little shop.
3: Cool. So, the title then, "Getting to Know You," is not only referring to Chris's poems, where he's getting to know the city. It's also
4: you getting to know it, drawing. And that's right, yeah. And that's why we saw a parallel between mm-hmm. you know his poems and he discovered the city in his poetry, and I was discovering yeah. it with drawings. Yeah. Do
3: you because want to read another? Oh, go ahead.
2: Yeah, because I've only been here well six and a half years now. We came in um, for August uh, two thousand and seven, uh, and you know i 'd been to Vancouver before just for two or three days at a time, and I knew I really loved the place. But uh, once you get here and uh, have to uh, go different parts of the city that you wouldn 't go to as a tourist, I mean you discover so much so much more about it and and I got really sort of excited about the, this kind of discovery. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um. So just before you read that, I'm just going to say
3: our guests today are Christopher Levinson, Sigrid Albert, and Peter Braun, and you're listening to them on Wax Poetic on Vancouver Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5
2: FM. Okay, so I'm going to read Defining Moments. One of the things both in uh, my uh, original apartment in, in Kitts Point uh, and now where we are overlooking the Cambie Bridge Um was uh, one of the things that always uh, attracted me was this vision of the mountains on a fair day mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um, and uh, we we could see from the uh, the ski slopes for instance up on on, on grouse mountain and uh, at night the lights and so on and, and so uh, this this poem is really about that defining moments Strange how those lights strung out on the mountain peak—sorry—strange how those lights strung out on the mountain peak ski slope have come to define the morning. Mm-hmm. The view from my living room window tells me at a glance of the day is set to be fair for now, at least, until the wind changes its mind, foreshadows some other shape for the day or unforeseen chloroform clouds clamp down on the distant hillside. It's the start, at least. Afterwards, the landscape is free to fill out with colours, the shale light coming in, flooding all creeks and inlets, exposing the angles of boatyards, slipways, travelling cranes, submerging the darkness. At the call of the Phoebe, the neighbourhood slowly awakes. So you're talking very early morning here. Yeah, I'm, an, I'm a morning person, yes. I usually in the summer I usually get up at, uh, certainly at 6, and even now around 7, so I, I like that uh, that time of day.
3: Now how did you choose which, wh- what to write poems about and
2: then, again, which poems to include in this book? Well, you don't choose what to write poems about, I don't hmm. think. The, the poems sort of choose you. I mean, you get a, a few lines coming to you, <clears throat> and you think oh maybe i can do something with that and you know wait uh tinker with a, a, a few other lines see whether they fit together and so on and and if you're lucky a uh, first draft comes and then you then you sort of work on it as to uh, which poems to go in this book well obviously i i uh, wanted the title poem in which is about the whole process of getting to know Vancouver. Uh, but uh, beyond that, uh, I, I just chose the ones that I thought would give a, a, a fair variety of of views and places and so on, and also, I thought, were at least relatively successful as poems.
4: Mm-hmm. And
2: was there any thought given to how they would work as visuals for Sigrid to work with? Uh, no, the poems came first, and uh, um, then Sigrid... Decided which ones uh, she thought she could uh, 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 d- do the
0: vision. And Ziegfried, Ziegfried, how do you worked with um, poems this way? Had you uh, drawn off of poetry before, inspired by it?
4: Um, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I've drawn, I've drawn inspired by you know legends or by books or by imagery from um, stories maybe, but not directly. From a poem, so so no, is
2: mm-hmm. the
0: answer. <laughs> so how was that doing that for you? Um, it was
4: it was great. It was. Um, I, I first of all, I love Chris's poetry, so I read all the poems, and I think they're so accessible, and and there's so much imagery, imagery in them um, that it's it's very easy to um, find something to illustrate because it's about the city, and I was really trying to just make it very. Um, humble the images and not try to do something really abstract because uh I just wanted it to be rec- recognizable as Vancouver as scenes mm-hmm. from Vancouver as the poems are um they're quite recognizable about about specific locations most of them um so it wasn't too hard i just i just didn't try to make it look like something that was ha- occurring in the poem i just tried to find a location ah. that resonated with the poem huh. and mm-hmm. then draw something there so I, I wasn't i just also let it let it come to me yeah
0: it made me think, it just popped in my head that this might be an interesting pro- for and it's another big project but to try and animate one of the poems like you're with the drawings because the it might be a, a thing to do using your yeah. your drawings and yeah. like, like a two-minute animated video with voice and stuff. Yeah, like that. it would
4: be really beautiful. Yeah, that could be fun, except uh, with etchings, if you had to draw an etching for yeah, every... Yeah, For, uh, yeah. <laughs> for three-second frame, uh, yeah. t- uh, 24 <laughs> frames per second.
3: <laughs> so we're almost out of time. Is there anything else you want to say about this project that you want to leave our listeners with before?
1: I do, yeah. One of the reasons Una thought of this idea and brought it, up and it basically pushed it was that uh it's also um chris's birthday so this is to celebrate his birthday when when is the
2: birthday 80th 80th birthday yeah when February, mid-February.
3: When it, when it comes out? No, it
2: be be, no, it's, it's not uh, going to be coming out for my birthday. It'll be I didn't know you long. were
3: 80. No, oh, I know. Wow, I, you do not look at
2: 80. <laughs> 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 uh, I don't feel 80. <laughs> a birthday
0: party slash book launch?
1: Or? <laughs> we're f- trying to figure out something. Yeah. Now, I was
0: just curious, did, did you approach the city hall at all around this project? Because it seemed like it would be perfect for something the city of Vancouver would might want or support or anything like that
2: well uh, yeah I, w- I would think so too I haven't approached City Hall I, I have approached the m- main branch of the library they have mm-hmm. a rare, rare books collection uh, I haven't heard back from them yet I mean this seems an obvious thing for them to want yeah. but uh, that's up to them <laughs>
0: for sure sweet uh, well you want to quickly talk about any other projects that you're working on like that uh, I don't know people might be interested in and you want to promote either of you
3: Where's your shop? Wow. Exactly on Granville. Island. My my studio's bug.
1: been on Granville Island for 28 years. So I'm one of the long-time residents. Yeah. And what's it called? New Leaf Editions. Hmm. We we've changed it to New Leaf Creative Solutions because now I'm getting into etching electric guitars, aluminum wow. guitar bodies. Wow. And we have one that's going to be in the Super Bowl for the Budweiser commercial. In what way? Like one of the somebody's playing it. And they're going to get to see it? I sure hope so. <laughs> And, and then we a, have uh, we're doing a lot of prints for fundraising prints for artists for kids in North Van, the, yeah. the North Van School Board. And so we print for lots of artists there. We're doing another fundraising project with the the young Romantic group, and they've added a few other artists, and that's going to be for a scholarship they're creating for young artists. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I mean, we have tons of work right now. It's really great all uh, how busy we are fantastic congratulations Congratulations. and Uh, sigrid's been great to work with because she can draw
4: yeah (laughs) (laughs) so sigrid
0: uh yeah tell us quickly if you're working on anything you want uh, people to know about project wise
4: well, I just wanted to say I, I have this meetup group, and if you want to draw with me, you can draw with me anytime by going to meetup.com and look for Urban Sketchers Vancouver. It's free, basically. I mean, I just I just run this group, and I we meet once a week or twice a week around the city, and anybody can set up a meeting. And we, we just draw together, and we enjoy each other's company and mm. learn from each other's styles. Awesome. It's a great way to explore the city, so I just want to... Let okay. people know about that. Yeah.
0: So we've got time. We're going to just uh, talk about some uh, events happening quickly, some announcements. Yeah.
4: Jeff Dirksen is
3: reading tomorrow at 12.30 to 1.30. He's launching um, uh, his latest book of poetry. Well, I mean, not launching, but he's reading from his latest book of poetry, The Vestiges. Um, and he's the editor of Line Magazine and um, is part of the Kootenay School of Writing. And then also um, tonight is the UBC Slam at Benny's Bagels, which is at 2505 West. Broadway. Sign up is at 7.30. And also tomorrow night, Thursday, uh, there's one of Pandora's Collective's word whips at the Jewish Community Centre at the Sydney and Gertrude Zach Gallery, which is at 950 West 41st Avenue inside the Jewish Community Centre. And Tom kanya 's video poetry and then the poets tomorrow night. And then the poets are Kyle Hawk, Falcon O'Hara, Timothy Shea and Mary Duffy. And uh, the poet poems will be inspired by the in full bloom exhibit by Michael, artist Michael Abelman that's in the gallery right now.
0: And uh, that's going to be uh, that series of doing word whips at the Jewish Community Center is going to be wrapping up fairly soon. They're not going to be doing too many more. So if you haven't been to one and you've always been curious, I wonder what they do there. Go check it out because it might not be happening uh, very very much longer. Uh, oh, there was a flyer outside that we ought to mention. Want to mention the World Poetry um, Cafe is doing a uh, Vancouver launch celebrating Black History Month and Love on February the 15th from three till four forty-five at the Britannia Community Center. Uh, there'll be lots of people reading, including Roger Blenman, Diane Laloge, Steve Duncan, uh, Laura Kelsey. Um, well, she's a musician, uh, but also Rosario Arias Naran. Joe and the Ranho, uh, hosted by Ariadne Sawyer and Kagan Go. So that's uh, February 15th at the Britannia Community Centre.
3: And on Monday, we have the Hogan's Alley Cafe Poetry Reading, which is first Monday of every month. Um, and the feature this month is Chris Gilpin. Um, and that is from 6 to 8 at Hogan's Alley Cafe at the corner of Gore and Union.
0: And also part of Black History Month, uh, poet Dwayne Morgan from Toronto, Ontario, will be featuring at the Vancouver Poetry Slam, which is at the uh, Café du Soleil on Commercial Drive, 5th and Commercial. Show, uh, sign-ups at 7 if you want to perform. Shows at 8 o'clock and the shows almost always sell out room to capacity if you want to get a seat and get in and make sure you catch the show be there by 715 at the latest
3: and that's Monday night as well and the last thing I want to mention is there's a special literary evening again Pandora's Collective has organized this with Dennis Bolin um, reading from Black Liquor and Renee Saklikar reading from Children of Air India it's at Cottage Bistro 4468 Main Street 4468 Main Street and it looks like uh, there's this guy RC was He's hosting
0: now. I'll be hosting that and that's coming up this Tuesday at the Cottage Bistro. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, thank you so much. We've got Chris, Peter, and Siegfried are our guests today. Zigrid. <laughs> 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 oh, twice I did that.
4: Uh, I damn. respond to Siegfried. <laughs>
0: So sorry. Um, But thank you for being our guest today. I really appreciate it. Thank you you for having us. Thanks for being here. I'm R.C. Wetzlowski. And
3: I'm Pam Bentley.
0: That's been Wax Poetic here on Co op Radio, 100.5 FM, CFRO. No Apologies Necessary is coming up next.